Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This episode is part of our Minute CE curriculum. Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements, as well as the learning objectives. Hello, my name is Dr. Yelena Janjigian. I'm a medical oncologist and chief of GI oncology service at Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center in New York. And we will discuss the clinical characteristics of gastric and gastroesophageal junction adenocarcinoma in relation to biomarker positivity, specifically pertaining to HER2 and PDL1 overexpression, which are standard biomarkers in our disease. So by way of background, in gastroesophageal adenocarcinoma, which is the most common subset of tumors that we see in the Western population, overwhelming majority, 70% of these cases are chromosomally unstable, meaning they're characterized by aneuploidy, P53 mutations, and amplifications in genes such as HER2, VEGFR2, other RTK-driven genes. Of chromosomally unstable tumors, 30% are HER2 amplified and also have HER2 protein overexpression. And the other subset of tumors that are important in our disease is genomically stable tumors, which is 20%, and certainly microsatellite unstable and EBV-positive tumors, which represents 5% each. So the bulk majority are chromosomally unstable, and those are the tumors that we have to think about and target in the clinic. What about HER2? Within those tumors, HER2 positivity occurs in high percentage of patients, higher so because in the gastroesophageal junction tumors than in stomach cancer. And uh, in G junction, it's 30% positive, HER2 positive, and in stomach, it's 10 to 20%. HER2 tumors are more likely to be intestinal and dif- uh, than diffuse subtype. And historically, they're overcome, their uh, characteristic without HER2 directed therapy is that they have worse outcomes unless you target HER2. Co-expression and heterogeneity are a big issue in our disease. Heterogeneity within each patient and within each tumor, but also within different sites of tumor uh, metastasis within each patient. In gastroesophageal cancer, we know that a level of PDL1 is highest in HER2 positive tumors. And also we see overexpression of MED in EGFR, we can, uh, which can impact sensitivity to the disease and treatment response. What about PDL1? We think about PDL1 as an immune-related biomarker. And in other diseases such as lung cancer, these tumors uh, commonly overexpress PDL1 in the tumor. In our GI tumors, most of the expression happens in the stroma. And looking at prospectively collected phase three data, up to 60% of tumors have very high PDL1 overexpression. We use it as defi- definition of PDL1 CPS5 or greater. And patients uh, in 80% of patients, tumors have PDL1 CPS1 uh, or greater. So at least that is an important cutoff for you to know. The uh, staining is usually occurs both in the tumor and the stroma, although the stromal staining is much more prevalent. And we have a summary of what's difference between TPS and CPS shown here. What I want you to remember is the CPS positivity is uh, the assessment takes about 20 to 30 minutes per sample and is uh, relatively operator dependent because they have to count, the pathologist has to count every cell in the sample and estimate the number of positive cells and then divide it by the denominator. 
What about MSI? So MSI or MMR deficiency can be assessed by immunohistochemistry, the PCR test, or next-generation sequencing that looks at tumor mutational burden and the microcytal instability. The quickest way to do it is through immunohistochemistry by MMR testing. And uh, those are four different unstained slides that you will need. Uh, and up to 5% of stage four cancers lose expression of mismatch repair protein uh, tumors. Uh, it's less common in esophagus cancer than gastric cancer. Uh, and looking at earlier stage disease, the uh, rate of MSI positivity may be slightly higher, but it's relatively rare in unselected patient population. So in summary, we reviewed all the biomarkers for this disease, including PDL1, microsatellite instability, and HER2. Those are important biomarkers to test in all stage four patients. And also now increasingly, we're testing more and more patients with early uh, or locally advanced disease because microsatellite instability in particular may have a significant impact on chemotherapy resistance. And so you would not want to give perioperative therapy in MSI high population. So it's critical to continue tests of, of, for these biomarkers in this rare subset of patients with esophageal and gastric adenocarcinoma. Thank you for your attention. You've been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is jointly provided by Global Learning Collaborative, GLC, and Total CME LLC, and is part of our Minute CE curriculum. To receive your free CME credit or to download this activity, go to reachmd.com slash CME. Thank you for listening.